That doesn't make any sense why it's not right here, right? I just had it. Hmm. Here we go. If you have a document pulled up, it's going to be um, listed under the Bill of Rights in the federal constitution piece of it. You scroll, I believe it's on page 16. If you're scrolling, you already have clicked the link. And you'll see here where it says Article 13. This constitution is from 1819. If you have the document pulled up, you'll see there is a uh, cover letter attached to this authenticating this document from the Texas State Library, Sam Houston Regional Library Research Center at PO Box 310, Liberty, Texas. And so the following pages contain the Constitution of the United States with the 13 amendments of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution of Virginia. I do hereby certify that the following 25 pages, the cover page and pages 16 to 39 are a true and correct photocopy of the original publication. The revised code of the laws of Virginia being collected of all such acts of a general assembly of a public and permanent nature as are now enforced with general index volume one Richmond printed by Thomas Ritchie printer to the Commonwealth 1819 now archive at the Sam Houston Regional Library and Research Center of Archives and Information Service Division of Texas State Library in archives um, commission witnessed my hand in self office at Liberty Texas on the third day of July of 2008, Sandra M. Burrell, um, Arches, Arches, uh, Processors, and Houston Regional Library. So, 13 Amendment reads, she said there were 13 amendments, and this 1819 before it mysteriously disappeared. Um, any citizen of the United States shall accept, claim, receive, or retain any title of nobility or honor, or shall without the consent of Congress accept and retain any present pension, office, or endowment of any kind. Whatever from any empire, king, prince, or foreign power, such person shall cease to be a citizen of the United States and shall be incapable of holding any office or trust of trust or profit under them or either of them. So this alone disqualifies a lot of people who have gotten giving themselves particular titles and privileges and titles. You have your honor with the judges, you have attorneys where on the, on the sixth amendment, it actually states that it says counsel. Counsel doesn't mean it has to be an attorney. Um, if you actually look up the definition of the, the word counsel, we're going to pull that up for y'all right now. Because while we're doing this, you guys can look it up. Because I like you guys to kind of engage and participate in this. Look up the definition of the word counsel. And so the Bar Association has decided who they're going to allow to decide who's going to be able to defend you and not who's going to be your guardian. You know, so they've made so many laws that are more than the Constitution that we have this in place. So define counsel. Advice is especially that it's given formally with wise counsel. A couple can buy a home that can be uh, appreciating in value. And then they give an example that a lawyer or lawyers can be one. But it's not, uh, counsel isn't, doesn't have to be an attorney. And so when, if you guys also go and look up what these different um, law degrees say, um, they, they, they give them honors. They have different special nobility titles where they're giving 
um, privileges to operate in a court of law. Um, where we just read the 13th Amendment, that's, that's not, um, what's supposed to be going on. And if we go also go here, so there's going to be certain different things. We're actually going to hit on the Articles of Confederation for just a little, for a little bit. We're going to discuss that more on Monday. But what we're going to do here is I'm going to read a piece of our Constitution where it's different, but um, it's different, but it doesn't say that they're no longer a citizen. But this is actually a part of our current Constitution. So no state without the consent of the United States and Congress assembled shall send any embassy to or receive any embassy from or enter into any conference agreement, alliance or treaty with the king, prince or state, nor shall any person holding any office of profit or trust under the United States or any of them except any present annulment office or title of any kind, um, whatever from any king, prince or foreign state, nor shall the United States and Congress assemble or any of them grant any title of nobility. So even with the 13th Amendment missing, that's in our Constitution today. And you don't really hear anyone talking about that or discussing it because, you know what, it doesn't benefit those folks who decide to run for office. And when they run on their campaigns, they say, oh, I'm an attorney or I'm this. I've been a lawyer for this this many years. And they, and they, they use that. They said that they know they're going to run for office. Why is it such a large percentage of our, of our um, elected or quote unquote elected officials have that title in place. So I did say I'm going to hit on the, um, the articles of federation. It has come up there as well. So we're going to hit on that in one second, by the way. We're not going to go in deep details on that one. We'll get there in a second. So in the articles of confederation actually. I think I just read to y'all. Actually, what I just read to y'all was Articles of Confederation, actually. And it sounds very similar to what we have in Congress. Let me pull up the one from Congress. One moment to pull up everywhere. I'm skipping around. I apologize. I was so excited about this and I had all my notes in order. And then it's like, for some reason, certain things are not in place where I want them. I got a little annoyed because they were all there. And let's see. Because it's also in Congress, because uh, actually me and uh, Flamethrower were doing some stuff together and covering these things. And um, he's actually one of the folks that pointed out that, here we go, it's Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution. So I'm going to also put that one in the links above so that you guys can have a copy of it to take a look at with me. Um, I wish honestly that on Colin that you could add the links before you go live, but I don't see that option where you can add the links for your life. I had to post them as we're speaking. So that's in the, that is up there as well. I'm going to put it in the live chat so you guys can take a look at this article with me that's in the constitution today. So what I read earlier was actually, I, I jumped ahead. That was the articles. That was the, um, Articles of Confederation. So what we're looking at now, if you click that link, Article 1, Legislative Branch, Powers Denied, Congress, Clause 8, Titles of Nobility and um, Emuments. No title of nobility shall be granted by the United States and no person holding any office of profit or trust under them shall within the consent of Congress accept any present emument, office, or title of any kind whatsoever from the king, prince, or foreign state. 
So if you guys haven't, uh, didn't know this already, but if you look up what the bar actually stands for, it stands for British Accredited Registry. That is a foreign state. And it was funny too. Um, I'm going to send you this Google search as well so you guys can take a look at it. When you Google search what that means, um, Snopes is going to have, Snoops, Snopes, whatever they call themselves, they're going to have um, a section here. Oh, you're back? Okay. Um, they're going to have a section on here where they're trying to debunk people. And so you, when you click on it, so when you first do the search, you'll see they say, fact check, does a bar in the bar exam denounce, denote a secret lawyer's conspiracy? And it says this was on January 23rd of 2018. A sovereign nation conspiracy theory about the licensing of lawyers is riddled with bad logic and historical inaccuracies. If you click on it. Oh, it's working this time. Last time I clicked on it, it had a 404 error. Now you click on it, it works. I actually put it on Twitter and I had a screen recording. Actually. I'm going to have to, I did not have that in the plan because I didn't think that they were going to fix it, but they may have saw my tweet and they added it back up. But I did put a tweet on Twitter showing that it was, and I had a screen recording of it showing that it was an error on the page and it was no longer up anymore. But if you go to the second piece on that Google search where it says the bar attorney is a fraud, the matrix is, is discussing the bar was England's own British accreditation registry. registry. Its members were considered to be nobles being above the common person and all lawyers. So we're going to look at that real quick. Any judge, government agent, or bureaucrat who is sworn upon the Constitution of the United States who is violating that oath is guilty of treason, penalty should be death by hanging. This is their opinion, not necessarily mine. I'm just going to read what they're saying on this because it's a second choice. If y'all hit that Google search, it's a second option. Um, after the Revolutionary War of 1776 was over, since no actual surrendered uh, papers have been signed, King George III decided that the colonies still belonged to him and to England. And at that, and that remained was for him to figure out how to get them back again under his direct control. To do this, he determined to use the banks, both the United States and England, as one method. But to underpin his efforts, he needed lawyers and attorneys here in the colonies to make it all happen. The legal ramifications of, of how things had to be brought about have become an important issue to England ever since the days of Magna Carta. Lawyers known more predominantly as barristers had arisen to great power in England since the days of the old knights, but the battle by these hairs of knights uh, knighthood that this time was forged against good, not evil. For this new thing, the people in America were called calling for freedom. And it was dangerous considering, you know, uh, consideration for the king. So King George needed the lawyers and attorneys uh, over in the colonies to be members um, of the England's International Bar Association, the only bar association in the world, headquartered right in a good old London town under its own direct control. But with operations established in the United States, with certain strong ties into Congress, the International Bar Association was alive and well in America. I think called freedom will soon come to its own end, so said King George. And if you look at how our government system works, we have people in the, the from the Bar Association who are in Congress creating laws. We also have them um, enforcing them and making judgments on those laws. So when I always point out that the Democrat Republican Party, um, they rule at every level, every branch, every government. This is the same thing going on with these people from the Bar Association. Um, now, 
that's important because you think about it. The first, so so we hear this information. You're like, well, well, what can we do? You know, those people aren't going to like change, go go back to the original 13th Amendment. They're not going to do that. Um, but I will say, thir- missing 13th Amendment, they're going to try to do the scare tactics like they always do. Um, Newsweek actually posted an article about this, and I want to cover what they said. Um, Newsweek, where is your, where are you, article? Okay, got it. So, uh, the move to restore, and I will send this link to y'all as well. I wish I could do them before the show. So there's not any kind of hesitation, but I'm going to put it in the live chat for you guys so that you guys can take a look at it with me. And I'm going to add it into the podcast um, notes as well. Because every time I do this, I have to go to edit the room and add the links one by one. But it's okay. You guys are so patient. I appreciate you guys. No, add this link. Why are we being silly? Add. Is it not gonna let me add this link? Let me go back. Cheese and eyes. Um, that link. Paste. Okay. Well, it's in the live chat. It's not gonna be in the top links. I don't know if there's one. How many you have up there? But yeah, it's it's uh there. So you guys can click on that link, and we're gonna look over this together which is an obvious argument they're going to make is if there is an aspect of the human condition that's unaddressed by the platform of the Republican Party of Iowa, adopted last month, and this article is from July 26 of 2010. If there is an aspect of the human condition that is unaddressed by the platform of the Republican Party of Iowa, adopted the last month, the state convention of Des Moines, uh, you have to look awfully hard to find it. It's 387... Um, enumerate planks and principles range widely over politics, culture, economics, and sweeping statements of belief America's good to the fine nuisance of the agricultural policy. We support the definition. Okay, I'm going to skip this part. Anywho, the reintroduction and ratification of the original 13th Amendment, not the 13th Amendment in today's Constitution, since the existing 13th Amendment banned slavery, while the original one was about something else entirely. The wording might be given the impression that Iowa Republicans wish to reverse in, in uh, emancipation, which is not at all the case. According to State GOP Communications Director Danielle uh, Plogmans, like many aspects of Republican politics this year, it's actually about embarrassing Obama. But you have to wonder whether the delegates knew they were getting into the, the making common making common cause of the 13ers at those who seek to restore the long last amendment are known. The party has uh, ventured beyond the far ranges of conspiracy theory into the mysterious lost land without lawyers or taxes. Maybe they knew what they were all doing after all. I thought it was interesting. You guys can read some more into that because it's going to get into the war of 1812 and we're going to kind of get into that in a second. But um, that's the first thing they're going to do. They're going to pull up, oh, well, if this amendment exists and we get rid of the 13th Amendment, then slavery can come back. Well, we are in a country, a common consensus that we're not cool with slavery and, and, and of, of the, that kind of slavery that existed then where people own other human beings and they don't pay them and they just 
work and again beating whips and things of that nature. That that that's not the common consensus. But if you look at the Thirteen Amendment, the way we had just read it um, a moment ago, which is talking about um, certain people can have particular titles, and the Thirteen Amendment itself it said they wouldn't even be considered a citizen of the nation anymore. And then in the um, current articles in our constitution that we I had this uh, read to you all as well, as well, it doesn't say they can't be citizens anymore, but it still has a thing where they can't be in, in public office. And then in the articles of confederation, it was brought up then. This is a very important piece to our country. So why does it keep getting brought up throughout history? So let's go back to memory lane real quick. When the Article of Confederations was actually the first constitution of this country. And so with that being said, um, when they were supposed to go and ratify the constitution, um, that constitution at the time, they decided, no, well, we need money from the war and we need a centralized government. Um, we, they, they decided to go sneak and change it to the government, the constitution that we have now today. Where we do have a federal government and it is more is given more power to the federal government opposed to the states having the power. But we're going to get into that conversation later um, on Monday, discussing comparing the Articles of Confederation to the cover, the current government we have now with our uh, constitution in this country. That's going to be a Monday discussion. But I want I want I want to put some things in perspective. So we have the founding fathers. They fought against the the king, the crown, and they wanted their freedom and liberty. Okay, they got it. They won. Then they turned around and did the same thing that the crown was doing to people. They were actually taxing them more. And people they deemed that they were they were um, worried and, um, oh, what's the word? Paranoid that certain people were going to turn back and want the crown to rule again because of the financial issues they were having going on they were and this is a point important point people always talk about printing money and inflation and things of that nature this has been going on pretty much since we started our, our nation um at one point the dollar was worth three cents and people didn't want to use it to, for people to purchase items because it wasn't worth what it was a, it wasn't backed by the gold and people were paying back um and doing bonds and things of that nature so a lot of things that's going on now happen like at the birth of our country so we have this, this case where, okay, well, uh, there was going to be a rebellion coming from the Shea Rebellion because they're like, wait a minute, we didn't just have this war to fight for our uh, freedom here in this country and make this country so y'all to be acting just like what the Crown was acting like. So they had the Shea Rebellion. And like I said, we'll have more in-depth conversation. It's just a quick summary and um, to pull things out. They had the rebellion. Um, some people got in trouble. There was... Uh, in, in trouble for it, people, you know, there was, the government used their articles, I believe it was, um, I don't know which one it was, but where the Congress can actually um, inf- do any, something about an in, in, uh, insurrection. It's crazy because Samuel Adams was like, oh yeah, you know, this insurrection, you gotta do something about it, but Samuel Adams was the leader of the Sons of Liberty. And then, and then, you guys always will hear this quote that comes out too, that the I'm going to summarize the quote. The, the, the tree of liberty sometimes needs to be um, watered again with the, the blood of patriots and, and tyrants. And, you know, people say that all the time now, but I don't think they really mean it. Um, but that's what the Shea Rebellion was. He got pardoned. He was a farmer. He bought some land. And it, it, the economy wasn't good. 
um, when you start a whole new brand new company, uh, country and things of that nature. So things weren't going so well. So the, the, the founding fathers turned around and did the things to other people that they didn't like being done to them, taking people's properties, arresting people. Um, and it's just, it's insane, um, because some people were complaining that the conditions were so bad. It's like, man, it was better under the crown. So that's what they were fearful of. So it's kind of like forcing America on those colonies at that time. And so fast forward, we have the, the articles, Confeder- articles of confederation and then the articles of confederations were basically just thrown, thrown away. They were supposed to get ratified, but they went there for something else instead. They had the windows, I guess, barricaded and it was a secret conversation and they decided to uh, instead create a new constitution. And so it's interesting to take a look at those things. And other thing I want y'all to look at, we're going, going to go back to the constitution again and we'll take a look at it. And you'll see that we're talking about the articles, regular federal constitution. But I want to point out something because if you're looking at it, I know people who are going to read it be like, huh, well, this doesn't actually work out in your favor. So I'm scrolling this page 11. We keep on going because I'm looking for the um, convention section of this. There's a Bill of Rights. Um, um, um. I think it's page 13-ish. Here we go. If you're with me looking at the documentation, it's, it's on uh, page 13. It's going to say um, federal government on the top of the page, and it's going to say George Washington president, and it's going to say in convention. It's going to say September 17th of 1787. And I'm going to read the second paragraph to you guys. Um. So this part I read, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like what this says because then this will give the the federal government the power that they were seeking when they they shut things down with COVID and 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 everything else. So here we go. It's obviously impractical for the federal government of these states to secure all rights of independent sovereignty to each, and yet provide the interest and safety of all. Individuals entering into society must give in it and share a liberty, uh, give up a share of liberty to pres- preserve the rest. The magnitude of the sacrifice must depend as well on the situation and circumstances as an object to be obtained. It's also times difficult to draw with precision a line between thing, those rights with much surrendered and those which may be reserved. And on the present occasion of difficulty was increased by a difference among several states as to their situation, extent, um, habitants, and particular interest. So basically, it sounds like exactly what they're saying when they're saying, oh, you had to give up some of your liberties so you can be make sure everyone else is safe. But I was like, no, what was the content? of this so i was like okay so this is referring to the convention of 17 september 17th of 1787 okay so if you guys can hop on uh googaloo and then you guys type in um the convention of september 1787. All right, you guys Google that. 
and you'll see what was going on at that time. You'll see the U.S. Constitution on September 17, 1787. Members of the, Con the Constitutional Convention signed the final draft of the Constitution two days earlier when the final vote was called. And so he says, what happened at that convention? So the, there was 55 delegates who met in Pennsylvania between May 25th and then on September 17th. Um, and they would not only reject the Articles of Confederation altogether, but they would produce a first written constitution for any nation in the history of the world at that time. So they actually was supposed to be meeting to ratify that, and they decided to do something different. So that's where that whole piece, um, what I'm discussing uh, with that is. The other piece I want to hit on in this constitution I thought that was very interesting, and it's going to be coming from the Virginia Constitution, because the reason why it's important that um, that this is also attached to Virginia conversation is because some people like to argue that all the states didn't ratify that 13th Amendment, but that, that's not the case. Um, and I haven't seen where they had repealed it either. And so it just disappeared um, from that. So you'll be, I think the Constitution of Virginia starts on page 19. I, I'm going to hit on the 16th one first. Thought that was very interesting on how they discuss certain things. No, not that one. Un momento, por favor. Because religion in the, in the, in the Virginia uh, Constitution did come up. And it's crazy because when you listen to different people talk about um, our founding fathers and how they never uh, established Christianity or, uh, or even mentioned God at all. Um, you know, we do know in our Declaration of Independence, it does mention a creator. If you actually do listen and read the different writings of our founding fathers, they do bring up God all the time. But in our founding documents, it's been an argument. Oh, they didn't bring it up. But in the Virginia uh, state constitution, it does. It's on... And by the way, if you'll notice, there's the same Houston Regional Library stamp on each page. Um, that's verified that these pages are real. Um, so number 16, that religion or the duty which we owe our creator and the manner of discharging it can be directed only by reason and conviction, not by force or violence. And therefore, all men are equally entitled to a free exercise of religion according to the uh, dedicates of consciousness. and that. It is a mutual duty of all practice, see Christian forbearance, love, and charity towards each other. It's been actually listed, and it's listed in the Virginia Constitution from 1819. So, in a sense, you have to think about why we're we being lied to. And I understand that's a state constitution, but like to act like no one brought it up at all, and none of the founding fathers even talked about it, that's a lie. Um, the other piece I wanted to uh, brings your attention is, you know, when they have the discussion about uh, 2A, uh, and they consistently always just focus on the f aspect of having and owning a firearm or a gun, um, they just completely, it's, this, it's not even just about the gun itself, um, but also, I am also going to first, before I get to that piece, I want to read to you what the Articles of Confederation said um, pertaining to the militias um, in our country, too. Okay. It says, no vessels or war, um, no vessels of war shall be kept 
up in time of peace by any state except such number only as shall be deemed necessary by the United States and Congress assembled for the defense of such state or its trade, nor shall any body forces be kept up by any state in time of peace except such number only as in the judgment of the United States. And Congress assembled shall be deemed um, requested to garrison of forts necessary for the defense of such state. But every state shall always keep up and keep up a well-regulated and disciplined militia, sufficiently armed and accounted, and shall provide and consistently have ready for use in public stores a due number of field pieces, tents, and proper quantity of arms, ammunition, and camp equipment. I mean, uh, I'm just saying, like, they adopted quite a few things from the Article of Confederations. And it says that um, it, this whole thing of, oh, you you need to have a, a clip that doesn't have very much in it. Or you can't. Why do you need this many guns? Those arguments come out the window when you start actually looking into the stuff and realizing, wait a minute. That's that doesn't sound right. What we've been taught, you know, we've been we've been kind of lied to here. So what I'm going to do is also read off to you guys what this um, the Virginia Constitution at that time has said from 1819 um, regarding the militia. Because I like how they actually define more because the, 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 the federal government gives a very simple statement. But the states, like I said, the states are supposed to have their own different rules and laws on them. And so you look at the I'm actually going to share you you guys my my gab post because that one's easier to share with you guys at the moment so you guys can take a look at it because i did make a thing on it i'll be reading the comments in just one second you guys and i'll get the college on in a second because like i said it was probably probably the longest i'm gonna speak um on a show by myself for a bit because like i don't like making it about myself but um my post said which i just shared on gap from gab second amendment and well-regulated militia and I'm, this is my statement first, and I'm going to read to you guys the actual piece on number 13. United States government and their media puppets have been attacking these groups and calling them terrorists and extremists. It says body of people for a reason. Look at what it says about the military. It should be under strict subordination to and governed by the civil power. Number 13 says that a well-regulated militia composed of a body of the people trained to arms in its proper natural and self-defense of a free state, that standing armies in time of peace should be avoided as dangerous to liberty and that in all cases, a military should be under strict subordination to and governed by the civil power. That's so completely opposite of what we've been told and taught and how we've been conditioned to think about what's been going on in our country and how they try to teach us uh, and train us a particular way to think that, oh, this is about guns and the ammunition and what kind of guns you can use. That's all false. It's a fallacy. So I'm going to keep on going and, and having more of a discussion on this, but we are at 37 minutes and I'm going to add, um, I'm going to actually add Robert up as a speaker first because um, if he wants to add anything um, that maybe I have not added on my notes, Robert, if you take that speaker spot, you can speak. And then we're going to get to the callers in order after Robert um, has his uh, take on certain things. Robert, go ahead. Robert, your mic is muted. 
I'm going to skip you for now because of the delay. I'm going to get to privacy first. Privacy, what are your thoughts on the information that we've discussed? Because I have some more thoughts I want to share, but I want to talk to you guys first. I don't want you guys waiting for too long to be able to speak on this. But it's like, okay, why does it matter now? And then what can we do with it? And then it's for me, from when it first was being popular and being brought out in 2010, the situation is different then than it is now. Um, what are your thoughts? I think you're onto something, and that's why they blocked your uh, other uh, constitutionalist account or said it violated the rules or whatever. Uh, they want to keep this stuff silent, and once information gets out there, it's kind of hard to put the genie back in the bottle. And I read some of the things here, and I've known about a lot of this. It's just that you kind of brought it back up, which is good. It's kind of a refresher course, you know? Um, honestly, we definitely should have a military like that. You know, it's just that it's been – we've been at so many wars that I guess we have a military now. We have – a you know, standing army, uh, navy, air force, etc. And we really need to get get this Thirteenth Amendment looked at because it's very interesting, especially with that whole Bank of England thing, which is very disturbing. The, the Bar Association, you know, that is extremely disturbing because uh, I I know the Bank of England is involved with that whole 1871 deal with. Uh, Certain people were eliminated in the Titanic. I don't know if you all want to hear about that, but that's a different story. But the Rockefellers were involved in, in getting the Federal Reserve. Uh, go ahead and elaborate on that. Okay, well, the, uh, the Rockefeller family was supposed to be on the Titanic. It was uh, said it was unsinkable, and they had about half as, number, as many boats as they needed for all the passengers and back then women and children always went first and there was men that were extremely rich like the Rockefellers back then that were against this whole federal reserve in the United States. So Mr. Rockefeller devised the plan is like, Hey, let's all go on this unsinkable ship, which, you know, he was involved in crafting this whole scenario to eliminate these very rich people because those rich people, uh, they sank to the bottom after they went right into that iceberg. Now, was it intentional? I think it was, but there will be people say it was a complete accident. You know, the iceberg. I mean, who sails into a giant iceberg? And the movie makes it look like a complete accident. It was on purpose. They got rid of these people for a very good reason, because they wanted that Federal Reserve uh, to be on the United States, as well as, you know, income taxes. And and basically, just that was a scheme to get to be able to tax women. And the whole whole uh, conspiracy that goes with that is once the Rockefellers eliminated his enemies, he paid off the correct people. And it was the winter, I believe, of 1913, uh, December, basically Christmas Eve, in the dead of night, is when they passed uh, two bills. I believe it was two. It might have been three. But it was the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and I believe it was the income tax and they passed it with a voice vote the speaker of the house said oh uh, 
the eyes have it, and they're the only person saying I. And then moved to the Senate. Same thing happened. And then the crooked president at the time, I'm not 100% sure who it was, but he was definitely crooked. Was it? It wasn't Hoover, no. It was someone else. But anyways, he signed both the bills that night, and that's how we got the Federal Reserve System. That's how we got the income taxes, which are both illegal, if you ask me. Uh, gotcha. Anyways. I gotcha. Oh, you wanna... No, 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 you're good. Because I don't know much about the Titanic thing. I was just kind of cool for you to go ahead and elaborate on that. Um, something I need to take a note to take a look at. Um, do you, so what are your thoughts real quick before we get to Jenny? Um, what are your thoughts on the solution with this? You know, it's like, I don't see any judge or anybody in office or in power giving that back (laughs) to us. So what, as we, as people can do, my first thing is like, I always say education is first because people don't know about it. We can't skip steps. Um, educate that this did exist. And also the fact that we actually have a piece already um, that I did put, did I put that in this? Did I put that in this? Yes. Where I also said we, at the cost, um, Article One in Legislative Branch Section Nine, powers deny Congress. The the Clause Eight, Titles of Nobility and Endowments, is already an issue. No title of nobility should be granted by the United States, and no person holding any office or profit or trust under them shall. Um, without the consent of Congress, except any present endowment office or title of any kind, um, whatever, from any king, prince, or foreign state. Because that's actually already on the books, too. That's Article um, 9, um, Clause 8. That's actually, that's that's not missing. That's there. Hey, can I? I'm not going to give that back. Yeah, Robert, go ahead. Okay, so so I didn't get so unfortunately my phone app my phone I really hate Google and Apple equally. By the way, you're you're fine. Well, what what are you what are your thoughts on that clause we were just talking about? Okay, so um so let me say one thing first. I wasn't able to say earlier. So the definition of confederacy has that in itself has been tainted because everyone thinks so well, Robert that's that's a Monday discussion oh, sorry. The, that clause that I just read that you it's an uh, it's, it, uh, you're talking about the ob- it's obviously impractical part no it's already in Congress in the Constitution that's not hidden article 1 legislative branch section 9 powers oh yeah oh okay okay title of nobility okay so one thing I think we need to remember is the British never truly gave up their influence. Privacy's rights. That the that the Bank of England it still has a large hand in our central banking. Central banking should have never existed. In our legal system, this the the bar association uh, needs to be completely abolished because who are you to tell me who can represent me? Because last I recall, we don't have a king. And I will never honor, I will never bow down to any leader in this country as a king. So 
Why? Why should I? <clears throat> Good point. Let me read to them the the um, sixth constitution. What we we're talking about, so we can so everyone's on the same page. And I'm going to add that link for you guys as well, um, so y'all can take a look at the Sixth Amendment because it's been it's they the bar association has recreated their own definitions, like Robert saying that we they've keep changing definitions of things. So in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state district with with wherein the crime shall be, um, excuse me, add a burp, um, by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously um, as ascertained by law and informed by the nature and cause of accusation to be confronted with the witness against him, to have compulsory uh, process to obtain witness in his favor and have access and have assistance of counsel for his defense. It doesn't say lawyer, it says counsel. Go ahead. All right, so I know. I know we're going to be having a discussion about definitions. I just, you mentioned the Articles of Confederacy, so I just wanted to point that out. The, the, a confederacy is just a group of, a group of people, parties, or, or, a, or a group of states working together. That's all it is. It's, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing scary about it, or there's not, uh, you know, there's lots of confederacies in this world. So don't be scared by that term. But as far as, uh, but as far as the, the titles of nobility, who, uh, first of all, if we don't have kings, who is anyone to give anyone else a title of nobility? Title of nobility goes back to the days of, of feudalism. That, like, for example, you would, they would have titles like Count, Duke, Earl, uh, King, Queen, Prince, Princess, you know. Who do we, re- why do we need titles in this country? I mean, because in this country, don't, uh, don't we impeach people who want to be kings? Uh, uh, I mean, who are you to demand that I respect your title in this country? That's that's what bugs me the most. That was prior to the Magna Carta as well. That was the times of uh, kings and whatnot, post-Roman Europe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Donnie, well, one thing people could do is get involved with local government because I know people... They've been drinking tap water. It's fluoride. And yes, this is important because it does make you docile. It does make you not want to fight so hard. And that's how the Germans convinced a lot of the people they didn't like just, just to walk into the shower and be like, oh, go be with your friend. And or whatever they, they were shooting in the back of the head. They just complied because they were so heavily fluoridated that they were so docile that they didn't. They're just like, okay. And they were just half brain dead. And we're not quite there, but some people maybe because they drink a lot of tap water. But if you can get the localities to reduce the fluoride or completely eliminate by just bringing them facts about fluoride, you know, and things of that nature, I think that can change a few things. Isn't 
there's a city in da- in Texas. Is it Dallas that's eliminating fluoridation or something like that? I heard something about Texas. There was a Texas town somewhere. They were going to get rid of it, but that's what we need to happen, have happen in these municipalities. And I think that could change for the long run. You know, people won't be so slow. I mean, you talk to some of these people, they're just, you can tell they drink tap water. And I'm not, I'm trying to make fun of anyone, but it really does impair your ability to think for yourself and, to actually think things through and you just obey. Hey, privacy. Since since this uh, since this is a bit off topic, I'm going to keep my comments quick on it. But um, you're you're right. Fluoridation is a problem, uh, and it was it was actually dentists that lobbied the government in the first place to start putting fluoride in the water. And they they were and they basic and they said that it would help people keep keep people's teeth cleaner, but that but that of course was very early science in this country, uh, which we I don't think even they knew the long term effects of it then because you remember the fifties and sixties there was a lot of crazy stuff, but I I drink I drink. Deer Park, either Deer Park or Safeway or Giant Brand Water, but let's get let's 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 get back to topic, please. But yeah, we're gonna get to Jenny next. I do appreciate you, privacy. I threw another uh, link in there for y'all for someone arguing back to where Flamethrower was discussing that. um, Boop, I had the wrong button, but hey, um, discussing how they like to change titles. So I added another article where they're arguing that, oh, it's a noble title, but um, it says thought for the week. Nobility without virtue is a fine setting without a gem, is what they're talking about. They're trying to say, they're trying to act like it's not a noble um, council of law. They're not, they're directing like these titles don't mean anything. You can be fined and imprisoned if you're not a part of the bar association, you don't have that license or certification. They've, you've, they've been giving you certain they've been given certain powers to be judges, district attorneys, um, prosecutors, and all these different titles that other people can't access unless they do this, that, and a third, which is not is according to not, not even only just that missing thirteen amendment. The articles that I just read you, that's unconstitutional. And this this article is trying to argue and and try to sw- switch up the words, um, what their meanings are. To try to say, oh, it's okay, because this has been a discussion. And it says an attorney might be mobile, noble, but in the United States, he is not a member of any nobility. But you are when you become a part of that association, British. But hey, Jenny, what are your thoughts? Well, there was a time in American history when if an attorney or a doctor showed up in a certain place to set up a practice, the locals would run them out of town because they knew that there was about to be some mayhem that resulted from these practices. And so I think that side of history should be told too. You know, there, there is a history there of uh, legal societies agitating for people to fight with each other and get divorced and sue each other. And instead of having just a mediator, or let's come together and talk. No, we're going to take it and agitate for the law. And I think that's part of the reason why you see so many legal shows on television to kind of groom people 
that instead of going to talk to someone about your problems, well, I'm just going to sue you or I'm going to take it to the law. And it, it's, it's just a way to make money and control people. And honestly, it, that breakdown of, of the family that occurs with all the divorces and all the problems, you know, it makes it easier for those who are in control to, uh, to keep tabs on everyone because we're all so lost in fighting. So over the years, as I've talked to people and, and counseled with various, you know, my, I have five adult children now, you know, my message to everybody is, you know, fight for your marriage, fight for your relationships, make them work, do what you have to do to sacrifice to make your family and your community work. Um, because in a way that that slavery system that you started talking about and delineating with the constitution and why are we fighting against slavery? You become a slave when you lose the things that are the most precious to you, your family relationships, custody of your kids, you know, then you become a slave. I think of all the single moms out there trying to raise children and there's no legal remedy for them in terms of financials. So they just get under literal slavery to the federal government who provides them with housing and food and all the things they need for their kids because it's the only way they can survive. And so I have really strong feelings about the legal profession, but um, I love that you're digging in with these old documents because uh, the people who wrote those, those constitutions, the state and the federal constitution understood history. And I think the reason why a lot of the lawyers and doctors are being, I don't know much about doctors. I think it depended on if they were loyalists or not. Um, if, if they were part of the, the red coats or they were loyalists to the crown, I, those people would definitely would. But one of the most popular um, founding fathers people don't even talk about, um, I might have to pull up his name again, but Robert, do you remember his name? What is that doctor's name that was part of the oh, Patriots? Oh, no. I'm going to find it for y'all. I'm going to pull it up. It's but probably, there was a doctor probably. who was with the Patriots. It's the fact that the, they would chase out the ones that were Tories. Um, and they were afraid that was what part of that whole 1812 conflicts and things of that nature, because like British didn't want to not no longer be a part of our system anymore. So they can use our like we had read earlier, their lawyers and things of that nature and have these different associations set up. They can still influence how America operated. You notice that we were enemies then, but now we're, we're friends with them and we side with them in all the world wars. You notice like uh, that, that switch and change. That as if we're as if we were never enemies, and we were looking at um, King Harry and uh, the chick who played in suits, uh, Meghan, and, and all this stuff, as if they're like celebrities. It's like people in America, not everyone, but a lot of them is like, oh, the crown, you know. But that wasn't like that then. Yeah, there's a there was a school of thought back in the day that. Um, you know, the best way to treat people was with mercury. They called it calomel and they used leeches and there was a lot of bleeding that went on. And that was, you know, the calomel doctors. And then there were what were called Thompsonian doctors who were more on the rural side of America in Ohio. And they used herbs and natural healing. And those two things were at war with each other, these two forms of healing. And they're honestly still at war today. But um, that was the medical side of it. But in terms of the attorneys and, and this loyalty to the crown, um, there were attorneys back in the day. I'm thinking of one in sp specifically, uh, Reuben Clark. If you Google his name, he was a young attorney in Chicago 
who was in the meeting where the bankers organized the First World War. He literally heard them delineating who was going to be on what side and how they were going to roll it out in the media because it was a media war with the newspapers and new forms of communication with radio that were coming on the scene. And he was so alarmed by what he heard that he ran home to his home state and tried to give a speech in front of a front of a bunch of farmers, you know, about what was happening and, and what was being organized and how people had to rise up. And the farmers in the audience were like, that their city boys really excited about something, but they, they couldn't grasp what he was talking about until their own sons were being sent off to fight, you know? And so he was very clear when Woodrow Wilson, who was the president who brought in the Fed, he was very clear about what was being done to America. And he and others like him were speaking out against the United Nations and the League of Nations, which came before, and that there was outside entities, other countries attempting to come in and take over America through the banks. And so um, I think we need to elevate those voices. This is like in the early part of the 1900s, 1910, 1920. These voices were out there. They just didn't get any traction in the media. And quite frankly, they, they've largely been scrubbed from history. You need to go read original source books to find these voices. But they're there. They're out there. And so, you know, now we, here we are today where the Marxists and, and these, like you say, the, the royals are trying to come in and the loyalist. Yeah. They're loyal to the parties. That's why that's why I be that's my key token um phrase that people are loyal to parties and it's the reason why I say that is that the the, the back then the loyalists and Tories were loyal to the crown and here in America people were loyal to the party, which is the tyrannical government the power that we have in hand now. So I call them loyalists now. Well I'll tell you, I, I've been off calling for a couple of months. And over the last few days, I've been listening to a lot of shows. And what's really struck me is how many new shows right here on this app are being uh, started by open Marxists. These are people who are agitating for communism. They're proud. They are very articulate. And I really think right now what's happening is we've got this sifting going on where people who are loyal to our founding documents, the individual liberty guaranteed by our Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and frankly, Judeo-Christian values are in open warfare against these communist forces who want a totalitarian system in America and have aligned with, you know, other countries that are involved in this. People call them the deep state or the globalists, you know, and, and they really want America to die and join this international Marxist system. And I think we're at a point where you have to decide, you know, are you going to be for individual liberty and freedom and stand with the Constitution or are you going to go be a Marxist? There's really not this gray area anymore. You have to decide. Can I say something on that? Yes, sir. Okay. So I, I've commented before that our mistake was getting involved in World War One and Two in the first place, because if you look at the history of World War One and how we got into it, it was that damn Winston Churchill that dragged us into it in the first place. Once again, loyalty to the Brits, despite us being a separate country. Okay, Winston Churchill had a problem with the Germans 
the whole time. He didn't like them. He wanted to destroy them. Okay? So, not that they were good. Okay? There were no heroes in World War I. So, every side had an agenda. That we, that on our, on, on America, it was, it was the bankers and the military industrial complex. To the Brits, it was the arrogance of Churchill. To, to the Germans, they want, they wanted Poland and Russia. Okay. There was so, but the whole, uh, but there was also a lot of debt that was going around. Now, I haven't fully vetted it, but, but there's, but there, I did watch a video that was talking about how bankers, how World War One was largely influenced by debt because Great, Great Britain and the United States were basically guaranteeing money for the, for most of Europe. So that, that's what, so money has been a big influence in a lot of our wars. Why do you think we went to Iraq? And why do you think the defense industry was so quick to defend weapons of mass destruction? Because there were lucrative billion dollar contracts involved. I can tell I can tell you this, living inside the Beltway. Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, General Dynamics, and Boeing have a huge influence because them them and the government are pretty much one entity at this point because of those defense contracts. And and both parties engage in it. Make no mistake. Republican, Democrat doesn't matter. That defense is a major influence in DC. And if you want to know where our wars co- start, look at what these companies are getting involved in. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, and, and the thing about like this as well. Out of the, the history of America, we've been in war pretty much most of the time we've been in the country. Um, and the numbers, some have to say, came from, the, I think, 2015 or 14. 22 years we've been in war. I um, mean, sorry, 22 years out of our time of being here, we have not been in war. The rest of the time in America, we've been in war. If that doesn't tell you something, it's it's something. But I'm going to um, hop over to Cole. And this in one moment, Jenny, I appreciate you for coming up and sharing your thoughts with us. Um, very valuable. Thank you for dropping your gems. I'm going to uh, play our quick promotion commercial, and then we're going to get to Cole next. One second. We have some fantastic news, you guys. We are finally offering promo. In order for the constitutionalist movement to go more places, do more things, and reach more people, we want to use a help you, help me kind of um, funding situation here. So if you're already on the podcast, you get an instant $5 off. If you subscribe to the podcast, instant 5 bucks off. We're gonna be, you'll get promoted on Twitter, Twitter Spaces, Gab.com, NotPoliticalProper.com website, on the podcast, and more. Email us at TheRedSenseInfo at gmail.com for pricing, more information, and I'm looking forward to working with you guys. Thank you. So, and I also put in the live chat section on how you guys can contribute. I did discuss in other shows recently that I'm also going to be a civics tutor. So we'll discuss that later. I don't have a commercial for that. But without further ado, hey, Cole, how's it going? Down pretty good, down pretty good. Good. 
Yeah, the, the 13th Amendment, yeah, everybody needs to know about that because that's kind of important because we are body, body people, but people forgot, oh, the powers, uh, it's kind of like this, if you are the very bottom rank, you know what's going on, on the field, but if you're the very top officer, you just see what the other officers are looking at, guys. That will, that's what the Constitution is directing us towards. Am I on the right track, Donnie? Yeah, you are. And, you know, the 13th Amendment is missing. But we did have, we do have something in the Constitution at the time that already says that. The only difference between what's in the Constitution right now that can be enforced is the fact that on the 13th Amendment, it says that you're no longer a citizen. And with this piece in the Constitution at, at place now, it doesn't say that, but it still has the same rulings. Very correct. Very correct. Like, nobody knows our social security number got thrown out at sea and came back with a slave number on the back of it. American nationalists told me that. So, pretty much. Well, I have a question for you, Cole, and anybody else who's listening, you can, t if you're not, um, by the way, um, if, if you're going to hop up as a speaker, please do so within the next um, 60 seconds, so I know you want to speak, um, because we're going to shut down here in a second, um, but this conversation does need to continue, but I have a question. So when I, my thoughts are, the first step we need to is educate people on that, on that missing the amendment, the fact that we've been lied to, that's important. Because, you know, we were supposed to be, honestly, our government has been shaped as some kind of religion. We're supposed to worship and obey it. Um, where the Constitution was put in place for it to be um, a defense for us against, you know, the government. And so with the, with the Constitution in place, we already have it. So where, you know, even if we don't restore that original 13th Amendment, I think that we should, should be educating our community on that as well and what that means. Because as you see, when I read the Newsweek article, they snuck in there like, oh, well, that would get rid of the whole slavery thing. Like, that's not necessarily the case. Because before the, beforehand in the Constitution, it didn't say that slavery was legal. It is, had to be put in place because it's people who don't follow the Constitution who decide to do what they want to do. Anyways, like we're seeing today. So, I, I think the biggest thing is to educate the community first. So what, what, what would you want to do, Cole? Would you have events or or speak at certain events? Or would you like print this stuff out? Because I sent you guys that copy. You guys can go and print that off yourselves. And get as many copies as you can and pass them out. So I think the biggest thing is, uh, are you guys willing to do the work? I mean, I, you don't have to pay me to print that stuff off. It's going to be on the website by this weekend. 
you have to pay me to print that stuff off. You can print it off yourself, staple up those pages and start passing them out to people and explaining why you're doing that. Would you be willing to do that, Cole? And anybody who's not up here, can you guys put in the comment section if you'd be willing to, to do that? Yes, I would be willing to do that because everybody is so eager until you put it in front of the nose. They won't read it. You got a hand feed people now because of the coordinating of our water and stuff. Am I right about that, Robert? Paging Robert. The chlorophyll they put in our water. People don't want to research. What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know it's... Okay, the the fluoride in the water. Well, yeah. Well, I mean... I, oh, I don't want to go into that, but yeah, well, people don't like to research. They don't. But our job as, you know, educating community is have them printed out. You can go get a highlighter. You and a team of people can highlight who work with you in your community, highlight the pieces so they know exactly where to look. They should read all of it. But the points that you really want them to see, you can go and highlight that. And it can't. no one can say, oh, this is a fake document. It's been stamped by a, a, a library. It's, 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 it's a real document. Because I actually heard about the whole 13th Amendment thing missing a while ago. And I, I kind of like, I saw QAnon people posting and I'm not into all that QAnon stuff. So it, it was like, mm, they could be lying because they, they've lied a lot on certain things or, or certain things that match up to the dates and times or whatever they said things were going to happen. And I didn't really follow them, but I saw a lot of people that were disappointed by that uh, QAnon uh, movement. So like, um, I got a little like, okay, I didn't see the document that I found. And then as I'm trying to find solutions for us to, as people to get our country back, I'm like, well, let me go find the, the source. Let me see if they're lying or not. And I said, if I find this constitution and it has a 13 minute on it, and that was a constitution from 1819. And by the way, the bill of rights was ratified on 1791. So I had to look it up and see and figure out if, if this is true or not and do my own research before I could even speak on this because I, I've seen it before. And that actually gets into my other piece, too. The difference between 2010 of them putting information out was basically like that article was honest about that, like trying to get rid of Obama because, you know, he did have a law degree. And most of these people who were trying to rule over us have law degrees. Um, now, if you look at it, in a perspective, we are living in different times where more people are like politically homeless. They don't trust any party. They want solutions. They don't like what's going on. And people always talk about justice reform or criminal justice reform or anything of that nature. This can actually be that solution. It doesn't even have to be that 13 minute because it's in the Constitution as well. It just doesn't say they're not a citizen on what we have now. And so... That's why I feel like this can be something more if we get out and put this information out more so in our communities and that more impactful than when it first came out, because the whole point at that time was to more so get rid of Obama opposed to now. It's like people really want justice reform. Both sides are kind of feeling the heat, you know, with the whole January 6th thing, you know, with, and then with the, what's going on, what's been going on with the black community. 
and and in Democrat ran areas. And the same thing with the Republican areas. They may not have the crime rates and things of that nature, but they're enforcing unconstitutional laws. So I think that I think that um, this is actually more of a solution now than it would have been back in 2010. Oh, yeah, Donnie, I just figured this out tonight. The Democrats are um, finding the mega people, too. What was that, Cole? The Democrats are finding the mega people that Trump endorsed. MAGA. Uh, he's, uh, Donnie, he's talking about how the Democrats are going after the, quote, ultra-MAGA people. Um, but Oh, I'm happy you brought that up because our, our, our good old friend Donald Trump has been saying some controversial things. And he actually, um, but real quick, Cole, I do appreciate your time for coming up here and speaking with us. I'm going to play this piece real quick for y'all. Uh, thank you for dropping your gems, Cole. Because we're about to hop out of here in, in one moment. But I'm going to play this, Jen. Let me pull it up from Twitter. Uh, I guess Donald Trump wants to have Congress sign into office and request that Biden send the, the National Guard into the high violent crime neighborhoods. And with the president that we have at the moment, that's going to backfire. And I think some people who are ultra MAGA, by the way, a bunch of ultra MAGA people block me. I only talk mainly about the fact that we have a constitution and we should follow it. And there's no man above it, but you know, when people are worshiping and cult members, that's what they're going to do. But let me pull this up. What he was talking about. Um, was it a video or was it just an article? Hold on. Cause if let me keep scrolling, I post a lot on Twitter on Momento. Because it wasn't part of the discussion. This one's separate. He suggested that drug dealers should uh, get should die. Um, I'm not going to cover that today, but we will cover it next week. I can't believe he would say something like that, being a salesman for the pharmaceutical companies. But that's just my opinion. But we'll get to that another day. But he actually suggested... Okay, I don't think it's a video, but he was asking for Congress... Uh, to pass a bill for um, the president to send the National Guard um, into these neighborhoods. So first of all, I want to figure out what 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 do you define as crime? And if if you're going to attack neighborhoods, most likely you're going to be probably you know the, the what can they say black and brown communities. And I see that innocent people can get hurt. And I also remember when the um, National Guard was coming out during the BLM riots and things of that nature. Um, I, I also saw them taking the new BLM. I think it's a lazy um, solution that he had presented, and I think it's dumb, especially if you've already are seeing um, the Biden administration using things against his base or his people that he supports. Why would you want to open the door um, for them to, they're not going to do that with the black community. They want the black community killing each other off. They're not going to go do that. What they're going to do is go after the, your, your people, your ultra MAGA crowd. And I have more questions about who he is because I've been trying to, I've, I've been calling him Benedict Trump now because he didn't tell us to our face that he um, conceded the elections, but back in November he did concede to, the, he did the whole transfer of power and he signed it over. But had us Thinking, I saw the old NBC news and I just thought it was fake news. It wasn't fake news. He did do that. 
So where all this, where is all this money at from these stop the steal rallies? Why would you even ask people to come to D.C. to challenge the the votes that the Congress is going to put in place for Biden? I have a lot of questions about that. That seems very weird. And um, Benedict Arnold, like like I say, like it seems like it was a setup, and it was a setup for the people that supported him. And that that's all I want to add on that piece. Of, Donald Trump is a constitutional person. I don't know what's, what what is going on in his his mind or anything, but I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't think the guy is the the choice for any kind of position in office anymore, at all. And I'm not gonna say I hate him. I'm not gonna call people maggots. Like I try not to do the whole libtard thing anymore. I, I you know that's not what the movement's gonna need to grow and get people to come on board and understand. If we're calling people names. But I'm really starting to see this cult-like behavior when people just unfollow you and block you because you don't worship him anymore. It's just, it's like, it's if you leave a cult, you're not allowed to leave that cult. But I'm just going to leave it on that note. We're going to discuss all that too, um, maybe Tuesday next week. Monday, we're going to be comparing the Article Confederations, the history around it um, in more in depth. And we're going to be discussing and comparing it to the U.S. Constitution that we have today. But uh, this conversation, like I said, is really important because we are we're solution based. You know, we're not just here to do commentary and entertain people. If you're entertained, that's a bonus. But, you know, this is a solution based uh, community podcast that we have to find solutions. And I tell everyone every day, read the Constitution, read your Declaration of Independence, read your Bill of Rights. You know, those the solutions are there. And as I keep learning more, I learn more and more every day. And, you know, working or collaborating with people like Robert and other people of that nature, that these can be really good solutions. Are these people going to use these solutions against themselves? Absolutely not. But educating the community on that, people may stop voting for them. They think, wait a minute. Well, you're not going to vote yourself out. You're not going to take yourself out of this position of power. We know what's going on now. We're not going to be putting you in office because of the title that you have. That's what we can do to also change this. When you have people saying, oh, I've been an attorney for 25 years and things of that nature. And I, I qualify to be your ruler. Now people can be like, no, exactly my point. You can't be my ruler. That's not how it works. I, Those are my closing thoughts. But if, Robert, you want to add something else, you can go ahead and do so. But uh, before you go, do me a favor. We don't want to have just this conversation between ourselves. If you can, do me a favor. Put this on all your social media platforms and share it. Ask everyone to check it out. This is a different perspective um, from when they first tried to do this in 2010. I'm not the first person to see it or discover it, but I was super excited about it because I love finding solutions um, for our issues. But go ahead, Robert. Close this out, and then we're going to close out in our anthem. All right. So first of all, you got to remember, Trump now calls himself MAGA King. So... You know, uh, you know how kings are like, off with thy head, traitor. Well, that's exactly what this sounds like. Him, the him imagining himself a king. Off with thy head, scoundrel! I shall, I shall, I shall restore this kingdom. And it's like, uh, sorry, Trump, you're not king. We told Andrew Jackson the same thing. You know, so. And we'll tell anyone else the same thing. We Americans, we do not bow to kings. And and in, and they have a and they have a saying in France. In France, if you call yourself a king, they say 
we behead kings. So, uh, so any president that wants us to call him a king, we will not bow to him. So, uh, so don't uh, and don't fall anytime someone the government tells you something's a conspiracy theory. There's a grain of there's at least a grain of truth behind what they're telling you, and they don't want you to know something. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Absolutely, I appreciate that. Okay, so that's the entertainment part of the show. <laughs> um, we'll have some laughing emojis when the, the statistics come out when we're done. But Wanderer, I did see what you said about think there's a video. Check out. Um, Jack's feed. I I can't find it, but I will cover this on Tuesday. Um, the whole Trump thing. I'm going to uh, be. I'm calling him. I'm gonna name the title of the show on Tuesday. Benedict uh, Benedict Trump. So, and it's like I said, it's not to um, just hate the man or anything like that. But these things are um, very good criti- critical criticism, especially since people try to put him in some kind of boat as if he's some kind of constitutionalist when he's not. But without further ado, everyone who spoke today, I appreciate you for coming up and sharing your thoughts. Everyone who's here listening, I appreciate you. We can keep growing this discussion and this podcast as you guys keep on sharing it and getting the word out that we talk about things that freaking matter over here. We're not just talking about the thing that was trending on Twitter or any kind of social media podcast because that's not going to save the country. So... Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and close us out our anthem. And I will see y'all tomorrow at 7.30 Central Standard Time. The show is Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we'll be up uh, chopping it up with Shaka. So, bye. Hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is, it is their, their right, right. It, it is, is their, their duty, duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free.